Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. We are season three, episode 19, and we are talking all things how to get out of injury. Uh, I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We are happy to have you all on board. Once again, going through this to a very relevant topic to what we deal with here at Unity M, mm-hmm. um, but also some things that happen <clears throat> to people, um, unfortunately, on a, on a daily basis or on a, on a, not on a daily basis or maybe regular basis, but on a basis. Right? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's common, it, we wouldn't love it to say this, but it is common to get injured or have something happen, right? Even things like we can control as much as we can, but there's going to be moments of out of our control, an accident, those types of things where we don't necessarily have the ability to stop them from happening, but we can respond to them and react to them and then get proactive in getting out of them, whatever that injury might be specifically. So it might be best for us to maybe define, like, not all pain means you're injured. Mm-hmm. Not all injuries have pain, as mm-hmm. weird as that sounds. Yeah. Um, so what would, what, what, would, what, would we, what, what do we want to tell our listeners, um, for those of you listening, mm-hmm. what do we want to tell them is, a, is an injury? An injury. Yeah. Well, if we think back, and I know we've talked about this, we did an episode or a segment of an episode on pain specifically. So thinking back to our insult, irritation, pain, our fourth one to that would be injury, in which the fourth stage, right, or the fourth level. Yep. Yeah. And active life defines that as the decision that you cannot do something, and that could be like your personal decision, right? If you are experiencing pain. You might personally decide, um, but that can also be like your body. Um, I was just recording a video for our members here yesterday on like if you rupture a tendon, that is your body cannot do something. So it's the preventative measure or preventative aspect of doing the action that you might want to do. I think the key word there is preventative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you are, you are, pre- you are being prevented from doing an action that you want to do or how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And the bro- the body and brain will figure out how to mask this and go through this, um, if it's able to. Mm-hmm. Like people can tear an ACL and still walk and move and actually probably run to an extent. Yeah, like they can still do stuff, but they won't be able to jab, cut, like mm-hmm. anything of those sorts, rotate through the knee. So there's an injury there. Um, so the big thing that when we, when we define injury in this circumstance, uh, listeners is we are, we are mentioning that it's, it's something that is preventing you from Mm -hmm. doing uh, a desired action the way you, the way you want. Correct. And that thing can be you or that thing can be your body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think like you just pointed out as we kind of transition into this, sometimes an injury can happen and not have pain. And we can also mask that for an extended period of time. We might not even know 
that we are injured. It is not preventing us from doing anything at that point. So we are hurt, but we might not be injured because nothing is prevented. But at a certain point that comes into play, like something will give. The body will take that load and everything will compensate as it needs to and as you ask it to. But in the long term, that's likely not the best play. So identifying that early and taking action on that early can make a huge difference. And we're going to talk about kind of coming out of injury in how that looks for you. Mm-hmm. So when we have somebody that's injured um, or when you're going through injury, our goal here is to try to help you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, some injuries require surgery, mm-hmm. which takes you through pre-rehabilitation, surgery, po- uh, rehabilitation, and post-rehabilitation, and then back to life. Um, I think there's often a, a, a spot missed in some of our medical world of rehabilitation, uh, and that is post-rehabilitation. Like mm-hmm. there's still a level, like rehab is just getting you back to levels of standard clinical analysis to do what you can do and strength balance and all these other things. We'll define these terms in a second. But post-rehabilitation is making sure it's functioning and doing everything functionally mm-hmm. well. Like it's taking you from that level and probably applying it a little bit more to your desired outcomes or goals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes rehabilitation can cover all of it, but post-rehab is usually missed in a lot of these processes, if you will. Yeah, I, th- I think we hit the, like you said, like hit the norms and then we're good to go. Um, I'll use my fiance Brock as an example. Like he had ACL surgery, repaired, did PT, did rehab, good to go, quote unquote. But he still had a lot of post-rehab that was missed. And I didn't meet him until years later. Right. But I always think back now and I'm like, oh, if you just Damn. did more. Well, but he's been able to then take that. And, you know, he's worked with you on his golf stuff. And where he used to have a brace, doesn't have to wear his brace anymore. Which is awesome. Which is great. Like, he used to be very reliant on it. So I think it's that piece that you're referencing where, yeah, we he hit the norms for what is required post-rehab. But... You need to take that extra step if you want to do things above the norm and live your life above those metrics. We see it all the time in here with like our people, our clients that come in and those that have had knee replacements or hip replacements, the ones that followed the rehab protocols and did the homework mm-hmm. and maybe asked for a little extra PT versus the ones that didn't or the ones that went through some sort of surgery and, and we required them. We didn't require, we strongly recommended them to get like, hey, can you get PT for, like, I know it was just a, a quick surgery in and out the day of, and it was for your gut, or it was for this, it was for that. But can you ask, ask for like strong recommendation towards PT? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen it on the other side where they don't, and they're a mess. Yes, for and, sure. And what happens is through that mess, the opposite side or other things in your body start working to perform the actions that you think that you're doing well or need to do as tasks. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes back to that whole movement versus exercise part one thing again, um, where which is episode, I think, 15 in season three here. But what happens is, like, you're now creating uh, almost other problems in other areas because we didn't address, like, the main thing when the main thing was the main thing, like, get you back to post-rehabilitation. Right. And that's where having that outside professional who does look at those areas and does want to get you back there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to CPT... 
especially if it's someone who you might have had established care with prior, mm -hmm. they know you prior. A surgery team might not know you prior. They might not know what you want to be able to do. Yeah. So they can get you to a point, and then from there, that second piece is critical in moving the needle forward to where you want to go. Yeah. So I think it's important then, as we kind of dive this into an action step, to know where that place is. Right, we recognize it, we deal with it, immediate injury, we get back to perhaps closer to what we wanted to do, but where is that end goal? Kind of like we talked about in the last episode, maybe the one prior, was the last episode, we talked about 90, 90 days, days out. out. Um, thinking about where you want to be in the future and reverse engineering that mm -hmm. to get out of your injury currently. So when we think about getting injured, there could be acute injuries, chronic injuries, some that require surgery, some that don't. The number one thing is when you are, quote-unquote, defined as injured, um, the, the, the number one thing I think you and I probably try to do, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but is, is try to say, like, where, where's our silver lining here? Is it, like, what can we still do? For sure. I mean, I can't even count the amount of people who've, like, broken their arm. And we've been, like, great, great time to train legs. And yeah. they're like, wait a minute, like, that's not what I expected, yeah. right? Or train the other arm. Yeah. Like, there's so much more that you can do. I think what we do well is, as a third party, we are not emotional mm -hmm. about it. We can see, like, oh, yeah, there is a good side to this, yeah. as opposed to you, the listener, perhaps as the injured one, not immediately recognizing that we go to all the things that we can't do instead of what we can. So we like to frame it as the positive right away. Yeah. What can we still do? For sure. And then it's looking at the bucket of and number two in my list was, what shouldn't we do? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because there are some things that, like, you might not be able to do some stuff, but there might also be things that, like, it's probably not the time for that. Well, that you just nailed it both right there. It's not a forever thing. It's just yeah. not right now. Like, mm -hmm. if you're injured and, like, like, I think the, the, the population, there's two populations that I think of immediately on this, golfers and runners. Yeah. Right? When it's golf season and they get injured, they will golf Doesn't through matter. it. Yeah. When they're runners and they get, and they get hurt running, they will run through it. Mm -hmm. And they will continue to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's not a forever thing, but it's for a right now thing. Right. And sometimes the best way to get uninjured is rest mm -hmm. or rest for a specific thing. Yes. And we can find that out too. Mm -hmm. Well, and we can kind of use like the rubber band analogy. Like if you're going to pull the rubber band back just a little bit, you're going to have to pull back on golfing or on running temporarily, mm -hmm. but that's only so that you can go forward in the future. Mm -hmm. If you keep stretching that rubber band more and more and more without pulling back, but there's a small tear in it, there's no way. Like you're, it's never going to survive. It's waiting for the other foot to drop, if you will, in terms of what catastrophic thing might recur of that yeah it's not going an injury isn't going to resolve on its own mm -hmm. we have to get proactive with it so how to get out of injury we defined everything and went through it number one is what can we still do yeah number two is what can't we do right now mm -hmm. or what shouldn't we do right now what do we need to rest from at the moment for sure step three get out of injury mm -hmm. what Just do you want step simple. three to be yeah. oh what is step three yeah oh i would say building not only the things you can do outside of the injury, right? Not only the things you can't do because of the injury, but how can you proactively improve the injury itself, right? We're kind of working around it to start. And then where can we get at to improve the thing? 
So whether that's PT, whether that is another rehab professional, whether that is a training modality that we can use within that, right? Like I, I always think back to like an FRC or like a CARS, right? Like if it's a joint thing, let's get the joint moving as much as we can get the joint moving and pain-free, mm-hmm. base level. Like how can we start to improve this injury? And that is obviously very subjective and that's where we go through like the assessment and see what those things might be for you in that time. It's not going to be the same as everyone else's. It's it's and it's definitely it's definitely not, right? So right. I would say um you the keyword there is proactive. Mm-hmm. Right? So um you have to be proactive on the next steps yourself. You can't wait. Mm-hmm. The more you wait and think that this is all going to help just from resting or not doing anything. There's examples of rest where it's key, but you still should have some sort of requirement to get back to where you need to get to. Mm-hmm. And that's the proactive piece, and it's following the rehab protocol, the post-rehabilitation protocol, the surgery protocol if it comes down to surgery, the PT or chiro protocol, athletic training protocol, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But this proactive bucket on step three fills all of those. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to be consistent with that. For sure. And you have to take ownership of it. Like, it's easy to kind of be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all the things around it and just letting it rest. But there are, like you said, injuries that might happen that, yes, rest is an aspect of it, but it's not the best way to do it, right? Like, first thing that comes to mind is, like, tendons, tendon health. One type of tendon, rest is awesome. The other one, terrible. You should not rest. Could actually actually backfire. Right. It would not work, right? So identifying what it is dictates the response. And those protocols are very specific, but they need to be followed to, like, a T. So, what can we still do? Mm-hmm. What should we avoid for the moment? What do we need to stop or what do we need to rest temporarily? Proactivity. Yep. What would number four be? For me, I think we've done a lot of, like, all the first ones kind of focus on the exercise realm, but how else can we support this outside of the gym, right? And I don't know if we want to group those all into one bucket, but things that come to mind is going to be sleep, hydration, there you go. nutrition. You're, you're on my bucket. Yeah. So this like, is a fourth bucket for me. Lifestyle factors. I didn't want to take away any thunder if you had another, like, I didn't, if, if I thought it was going to be four and you right. gave it a fifth, no, I, I wanted think, to make sure you I, I think we could group those into four. Yeah. yeah. So I'm with you on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saving this one in my back pocket in case we, like, <laughs> Maybe it was five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you on that. When people get injured, they don't realize, like, their body is metabolically, like, ascending. Your body's working harder. Your body raises its metabolism to try to help you recover faster for this injury. Mm-hmm. Yes, your overall daily energy expenditure might be down because you're not doing intentional exercise activity, because you're not getting as many steps in, because you're not moving as much. Yes, that's down, but your body still has an elevation in calorie intake or an in energy expenditure because your body's trying to help you heal. Mm-hmm. So how do we help your body heal? You need to 100% need to focus on sleep. You need to, you need to, if there's anything out of all of this, when you're figuring everything out, the sleep needs to be top tier, top of the line, best you've had in your life. Absolutely. Nutrition should be shortly behind, Mm -hmm. especially towards an anti-inflammatory round. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to kind of like neglect those things, right? We can almost sometimes throw ourselves a pity party. I have a fifth one, by the way. That's fine. We can almost kind of throw ourselves a pity party and like you know, woes and all the things and kind of get down on focusing on the things we can't do. But similar to following a goal that isn't a getting out of injury goal, 
when all of those things align, we make it there so much faster and more efficiently when we can support from all aspects instead of just trying to like out train everything we are else we are doing. 100%. And, and you nailed it on that the last sentence right there. Like we can't just keep up training this. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just work this out. Like it has to be done appropriately. Your body wants you to heal. If you think that your body sitting there wants to be injured, wants to have an XYZ break, tear, sprain, whatever of the sort, it, you are dead wrong. The body wants out of this as fast as you do. 100%. And the body's looking to get, get that realm. So you might as well help the body do that. Mm-hmm. The, the rice method, the rest, ice, compression, elevation, um, has some merit to this. But even the guy who created the rice method wishes I would have never said anything about ice. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's out there, like other research is pretty clear now. Like ice isn't really the best always. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest, compression, and elevation can definitely help. Ice in certain moments can help. Heat in certain moments can help. It's just overall movement, right? Yeah. So I just think about a couple of quick examples. Like we think about in here, and you think about three or four just in the last few weeks. We had somebody sprain their ankle. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing here? What can we do? What do we need to not do right now? What do you need to focus on in your sport or in your daily life? Mm-hmm. Who else is involved? Okay, we're involved with more of the post-rehabilitation. you got an athletic trainer look at it. Here's what we're going to do. And we did movement all over with that ankle. ABCs, we wrapped it, we moved it in and out, left and right, had them balance, proprioception work, like all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's back playing volleyball and competing at nationals, national tournaments. Right. Right? We think about um, one of our newer clients who came in with an AC joint impingement, and she's almost doing pain-free push-ups and pain-free presses and pain-free closed-chain, open-chain shoulder stuff. Like, mm-hmm. on the floor doing stuff, she's, she just said she was loading... Yard, doing yard work yesterday and grabbing heavier bags of clay and bigger mounds of clay to, to move. She's like, I didn't even think about my shoulder. She's golfing pain-free. Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff. You have a girl that's coming in with patella tendonitis. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Patella, both knees, yeah. bilateral? No, just one. No, of course it is. Um, <laughs> she comes in with tendonitis, and she's only been in here for a week or two, mm-hmm. and she's already seeing massive progress. Yeah, it was crazy. That was one that came to mind when we were talking about this, of, like, just using the correct protocols for yeah. it. Right, like she's been doing a lot, and it kind of helped to a point. But I think just this little bit that we've done together yeah. has like really helped. And she's like, "Wow, like I never thought this would have helped." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, like it's just the tissues." But and like she's coming into season, you don't here. know that, right? right. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had her first game yesterday. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm like, and for listeners, you know, I don't have this knowledge. I'm I, I piggyback off M a lot, and I try to I try to reap benefits from her education. M's been educated on on stuff that like PTs, athletic trainers, chiros, doctors, orthopedic surgeons are, are scheduled on, are, are educated on. Mm-hmm. Like that's her level of education. I don't have that. So I pick Emily's brain for a lot of this stuff. And we also go off of protocols or standards mm-hmm. a little bit to treat the person, not just what a sheet of paper says, mm-hmm. which is one of the worst things that we can do um, potentially because it doesn't have the person individualized as a whole. And we find our own methods to make sure it's working and what we know works well. Mm-hmm. And we do that. And then we work with these PTs, these surgeons, these chiropractors, these athletic trainers, these coaches to make sure that this person, this athlete, um, or one of our clients in general is, is on the right track and we're on all on the same page. Yeah. I so, think that collaboration is key. Yeah. And I still think collaboration is still fitting in within proactive bucket. I think Because so. I think the fifth bucket that I really want to get to is patience. Yeah. Love it. Patience. And that and in that bucket I want to put like a test retest. Mm-hmm. So it's the patience to make sure you're following through with all this stuff and seeing and being diligent on it, being disciplined, being consistent. And there has to be some sort of test retest protocol. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it the right way 
and you're doing it with the professionals and you were proactive on this. The first three buckets should already be filled. Okay? The fourth bucket's on you. Fifth bucket is also on you, but it's coming back into that collaboration mix again. Mm -hmm. And I think of test retest of our if it's an ankle, are both ankles working appropriately? What's the test retest for a knee tendonitis? What's the test retest for a shoulder impingement? What's the test retest for X? Mm -hmm. Right? We create those in a criteria based on how we build these programs of post-rehabilitation for these people. And then we come up with those parameters of what we're doing. And it's, and it's not by paper, guys. It's, it's individualized. Like, yeah, one side looks like it's pushing the same, and the other side looks like it's pushing the same, so they're close. But when the person stands up and they're not sitting on a machine and pushing against a computer-generated force, how do we really know when they're in action and playing? Right. So let's build this criteria. Mm -hmm. Let's do a strength balance test to make sure this doesn't happen again. Why did the patellotendonitis happen in the first place? Was she just knee dominant, not enough glute, right? Mm -hmm. Not enough hammy. Um, why was the AC impingement there? Did she not enough have enough scap retraction and scap disability? Mm -hmm. That's where we come in for post rehabilitation. PTs, chiros, athletic trainers, all those people can do this too. But from a strength or what I would say a fitness professional side. Mm -hmm. That's where we can fit in. Most fitness professionals can't, but because of Emily's knowledge, Ben is going through it as well. We can. Mm -hmm. And this is how we get people out of injury. And we do it quite well and we do it quite fast. Yeah. Especially if the first three buckets are done right away. But if that fourth bucket is followed by the person, like there's magic that happens. 100%. 100%. And I, I like that fifth bucket being patience as well. I think. I would probably lump within that, like, patience, but also, like, communication as well. Because yeah. it can be frustrating, like, to not seem like there's an end in sight or to experience a setback or any kind of thing within that. And those things will happen. Like, you will experience a setback. I'd love to sit here and say, like, it's going to be straight from A to Z. Like, we're never going to backtrack. But there's probably going to be a moment where it does feel like we're going backwards a little bit. And I think allowing yourself to be open and communicative when you are experiencing that thought and feeling and oftentimes having the knowledge or the education we might not share every intricate detail so you might not know that like super fourth level of a why we might just tell you this is what we're doing mm -hmm. this is surface level why and when you're frustrated one thing that might help is hey what like what is the point of this am i experiencing these normal things and yeah. you might not feel like they're normal but to us, so like, yeah, cool. Like, it, it's an expected timeline of yeah. resolution, if you will. Um, so I think open, like, communication with your all of your professionals that you have on your team, whether it's a coach, whether it's a PT, chiropractor, yeah. physio, whoever you are seeing, making sure everybody's aware of how you are feeling as well. That might be the global umbrella above all of it, right? Like it mm -hmm. just encompasses everything. Like, communication has to be key. Like, mm -hmm. I just think about the Packers, like star defensive end, went out week nine last year with a torn ACL, and he just got taken off the PUP list, the physically unable to perform list, and he's back in practice. Mm -hmm. And he might be playing week one, which is 10 months or less from a torn ACL. And I'm like, man, like I remember when ACLs used to take a year, like yeah. 12 to 15 months. Then it got down to like 9 to 12, and now it's closer to like 9 to 10. Like, yeah. Depends on the sport, depends on the position, but still, like, it's, that's incredible stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So... We think about this communication throughout. We were viewing the steps of what can you do, and then we might caveat that with making sure you can be doing that efficiently, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
if you if you have if you have something that happens with the ankle or knee, you probably shouldn't be doing running if you're a runner or trying to do different stuff but that requires like knee yeah. until you get the assessment done through proactivity mm-hmm. right so you might have to rest some things for a while but one what can you still do frame it as a positive right away what can i still do um with the caveat of efficiently and, and technically correct two what do i need to stop now three proactivity and mm-hmm. collaboration like getting every everything involved following the plan four uh, more on like just pure recovery mm-hmm. five patience and revisiting communication and making sure everything's done the right way consistency diligence Absolutely. discipline mm-hmm. yeah i think that about sums it up like i don't know that we have anything else to add i think the biggest thing like if you are experiencing injury and you are in an injury right now and you don't have someone on their team like go like find somebody it's a professional all, like call, talk call us yeah. Like just set up a discovery call with us. We have we, we let's just introduce this right now. We have we have okay. now have discovery calls mm-hmm. for everybody who wants to talk to us. You can reach out to a professional, you can talk to M, talk to Ben, you talk to me, whoever. And you do a discovery call. Probably thirty minutes or less where we're just trying to figure out how if A, if we can help you at all, and if we're not the right fit to help you, we will send you to somebody that we know of, at least in our area, that can help you. Mm-hmm. And it might be a surgeon, it might be a PT, it might be a chiro, it might be another gym. We might actually refer you to another coach, yeah. not even us. But give us a call. Like, mm-hmm. click the link in the bottom of this and fill out that form, and we will call you. We will set up a time to call you, and we will take our time, no charge, sit down and chat with you and make sure you're on the right path. Yeah. So not to cut you off there, Em, That's okay. but let's just unveil this thing now. I mean, I wasn't sure that we were, so I was going to, like, not go that route, but Full if you say this so. Just make sure I get my shit together to get, get everything Perfect. done. Perfect. Perfect. So it's Thursday when we're recording by Monday. We'll I'll have it, it all ship-shaped up. I'll have it done. Love I want it. things off my list. This will help me get it off the list. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you go. So you don't have to go Google. You don't have to go search. Yeah. You just click the link below and give us a call. Like Jordan said, it might not be with us, and that's okay. Um, if it is, we'd love to step in and help. But if it's not, most importantly, you should have someone in your corner that can. It shouldn't you. It shouldn't be you just feeling lost and unable to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. You should feel like there is a direction of forward progress, whatever that might be, and whoever that might be with. Great point, Em. Great point. Like, I can't stress that enough either. Uh, I haven't been significant, significantly injured for a couple of years, but the year twenty twenty one. Um, whatever happened to my shoulder, I think I had a borderline frozen shoulder, woke up and just not good. And it was the entire summer through golf, frustrated, couldn't do the things that I love to do, couldn't do them well. Um, and magically enough, like most of my, almost all my pain went away like the day before our wedding. Um, so you can call it stress and all the things with that, with the wedding too. But, um, I I felt like I almost missed a year Mm -hmm. of stuff there, right? Couldn't work out like I wanted, couldn't do things like I wanted. Um, so follow it and, and, and all the things that Em just said, especially if you feel like you're, you're not making progress and doing stuff like, yeah, get the support. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's all we got for you. Thank cool. you guys, as always, for tuning into this week's episode of the OOFDA podcast. Share this episode with someone who you think might need to or want to hear it. And leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download all the things that help us to grow organically. We very much appreciate that as well. But until the next episode, we'll catch you then. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone.